You're listening to the Less Stress in Life podcast. Your hosts, Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher, are on a mission to help individuals and organizations manage stress and change. Together, they bring you real conversations, inspirational stories, and strategies to help move you from being stressed to feeling your best. Hi, everyone. I'm Barb Fletcher, and welcome to our series of 52 Practical Tools for Less Stress in Life. And this is episode 18. Hi, I'm Deb Timmerman. Our goal is to give you tools and strategies that help you move from feeling stressed to being your best. Today, we're going to talk about stress in the workplace. So since the pandemic, workplace stress has been a really hot topic. Some recent stats that I came across were actually pretty grim. You know, it said that uh, some 57% of U.S. and Canadian workers reported feeling stressed on a daily basis compared with 43% of people who felt that way globally. So it's going to be interesting for our conversation to see what Canada and the U.S. is doing perhaps differently or, you know, why we're so much more stressed. Americans and Canadians' rate of daily job-related stress is always, in addition, is up 8% year over year. 63% of workers are ready to quit their jobs due to stress. And 16% have already have already quit because of stress. So Deb, what do you think the main causes of workplace stress are? Well, most people say it's workload. So just over a third of them say it's workload. The other third say it's interpersonal stress. So issues maybe between them and a worker, them and a boss, and obviously juggling professional and personal life these days, it takes a lot of doing with all the changes that have been happening. So job security is on that list as well. Some people don't feel as secure in their jobs as they did pre-pandemic. All of that adds up to lots of stress in the workplace. So the big question is, what does this mean for business? I take a deep breath because it's a kind of a complex issue for business. More than 50% of workers aren't engaged in their work because of stress. So that leads to issues with productivity. It leads to trouble with managing people. Until recently, we've largely depended on employee assistance programs and those types of things to shore our workers up. And people are finding that it's just not enough. I think that because of the way the world is evolving and how much stress there is, it's becoming a much more difficult topic to navigate. One of the interesting things you bring up about employee assistance programs, and and they're a bit of an Achilles heel for me because I I think they're wonderful. They're they're just they occur after the horse is out of the barn, after people have already reached a point where it's difficult for them to manage. I think that's really true. And a lot of times we're thinking about those issues as being something that we'd like to push off maybe and have a psychologist or someone else who's trained to deal with it. 
But the fact is, if we're not able to support those people in the moment and through the day, those problems and those challenges just exacerbate and get bigger. Mm. So on a more concrete level, how might businesses see the impact of stress? You spoke a little bit about productivity. What else? Well, absenteeism is big and turnover. Uh, People sometimes arrive late to work. They leave early. (laughs) There (laughs) might be more appointments. You know, maybe they're navigating some things within their family that don't make them able to be there and be present while they're there. Oftentimes that productivity piece, we see projects not being finished, deadlines being missed. And maybe the biggest one is people are not getting along. People are not playing nice in the sandbox together. So Mm -hmm. that underlying discord that happens between employees who used to get along, uh, maybe they're not doing so these days. And, you know, we, we work with some people who are under lots of pressure. And we know that sometimes they make more mistakes which depending on the job can have a different level of impact. That's very true. And there's been a lot of publicizing about our public officials, Mm. our police, fire, those kinds of people, EMS, who have been working under crazy amounts of stress, maybe not making good and rational decisions when they feel like they're under threat. So those are very much in the forefront today as we look at the stress problem. When I was had a number of people reporting to me um, in a position, you know, that had lots of stress, it was uh, the notion and how we viewed stress was you just leave it at home, don't bring it in. So is this really the employer's responsibility? In a perfect world, it's not the employer's responsibility. It is the person's responsibility. However, it is not a perfect world anymore. And if our workers are not able to show up and be present and take care of patients or have good interactions with customers, and businesses are starting to see the cost increases that happen along with that. So turnover, um, it costs a ton of money to replace someone and train them in a position. While it would be nice to not be able to or have to look at that, I think the reality is we have to look at it with a new lens and we do have to take some responsibility if we want to shift what's happening now as business owners. Well, and certainly with the the employee market and our ability to recruit people, it's uh, you know it's a bit of a a um, challenge for employers to find just the right people. So not only are they recruiting, but actually getting them up to speed and and learning their job and and with all of the change in how people are doing the work, many of them aren't coming to a traditional workplace anymore. Well, and the workplace has changed as well. I mean, from from a different sense. I, I when my children were little, I had a they had to call work. My my uh, caregivers had to call work and ask for me. Now kids are reaching out to their parents all the time, or we have texting. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we can set our personal lives aside. They're always there, and they're looking to us to maybe help them through things. And how do you stay engaged at work when that happens? I know 
it's hard for me to do that when I'm getting those constant interruptions. We recently read a book called uh, Stolen Focused in our, in our book club. And one of the things that really pa- caused me to pause was if we think about how often we receive a text message or an interrupt, if we consider that that would be the same as somebody coming to the door and knocking on our door and how many times we get interrupted and we would get up, have to get up and go to the door. You know, can you imagine the level of frustration we would feel with that behavior as opposed to what we're allowing now with all of the text and interrupts? Yeah. And with that, you, you can't focus on 10 things at once. So your mind can only do so much at one time. So it causes us to divide our energies and our focus. And that's an issue. Some of the, the conversation we have with businesses, they all say, well, we have a wellness program. And we know that that's great. But why, why isn't that enough? We look at self-care as something that we can carve out an hour a week for, or maybe at the end of our day. And the reality is if we want to shift things, we need to make those changes in the moment when stress occurs. So we get that text from home, our kids are fighting, and we need to be able to reset and get back to our work after we do our little intervention, not wait until the end of the day to try to play catch up with that becoming more and more important for us to do things in the moment so we don't have those energy drains and that lack of focus. Can you share a few examples of what an employee might do if they need to do that interrupt, need to do that reset? Sure. My favorite thing is breath work. And we talk about that all the time. Your breath is always with you. And being able to use the breath to interrupt that cycle is very effective. But getting up, taking a break, taking a walk, taking a stretch, grabbing a cup of coffee, um, those things are all in the moment tools to help us get back. A lot of people find, though, when they break that concentration, they have trouble getting back into the swing of things. And so they don't take those breaks that they should. I know some of the people that I've worked with who've been very unhappy with their place of employment. And so they think the answer might be to find a new spot or maybe become an entrepreneur. What do you think of that? Oh, my. I think the problems just follow you wherever you go if you don't deal with them first. Entrepreneurship isn't for the faint of heart. There are startup costs. There are all kinds of things. The learning curve can be great. And a lot of time we think the grass is greener on the other side. So we jump into that head first. And then all of a sudden things aren't going quite as well. And it just adds to the stress load instead of takes away from the stress load. Yeah, that's exactly it. So last week I was speaking with an entrepreneur who had you know, her plate was very full. And, you know, there were a lot of things that she couldn't give to anybody else, she still needed to look after. And one of the things that became very clear to me was that until she sorted through some of the stress, her efficiency and effectiveness on all those other things was going to be very much diminished. Yeah, I I would agree. 
I think if you are having issues in the workplace, there is some reason for why you're perceiving those things as issues. And if you don't deal with them or understand them, I think they follow you wherever you go. I know that happened for me. I was a two years and out person pretty regularly in my work life. And it wasn't until I was away from that, that I realized that I was creating some of those things based on my expectations, Mm -hmm. the way I saw and perceived things, my previous experiences, all of that played a huge role. And it even followed me into entrepreneurship. Mm. I worked with a client who on her first conversation said, I really, I need a new job. And I, and what I said to her was, how about we take a month, six weeks and quiet down a little bit of the stress and see what happens and then move forward. And we were a few weeks getting started. And the first week she came, she said, oh, I didn't take your advice. She said, I have two job offers. And so she chose and we spent three months working together. And probably after a month, she quickly began to realize that the job that she had left was a much better fit than what she thought. And she had taken a decrease in pay, a decrease in status, because she thought what she thought were the issues were not at all. Yeah, I have had similar clients And one I think I've shared before on the podcast, but it's appropriate to share the story again. She was looking for a status job and got an offer from a place that was very much a leader in their field and then realized that what she really wanted all along was to have a greater work family life. And even mm-hmm. through the interview process, started to notice that they were asking things of her that she had never been asked before in the interview process. And so the conversation was, how is that going to support what you wanted to do with your family? Is Do you think that that's going to be a good fit? So she ended up not taking that job and took another that was very much in alignment with her values and work-life balance and all of those things. But had she not had that opportunity to step back like your client, she would have walked right down that same path because our brain takes us to what we know. And when we're in that space, it's not always what's right. It's sometimes what it's comfortable with. Mm. So if you're an employer or an employee who's feeling the stress, or maybe you're at the tipping point, we encourage you to reach out. Deb and I both have a capacity to have a conversation with you. And we know that the solutions to some of these challenges don't take months and years to fix. They can take weeks and people can feel some relief. Employees who are resilient become an employer's most valuable asset. So if you're thinking about entrepreneurship, stress management skills and tools could be your success key and your path away from burnout, which we know happens to many. 
So we, as I mentioned, we offer an introduction call and you'll be able to find our links at the bottom of this podcast. And if you'd like to join our masterclass, we offer a masterclass and it will be next Tuesday at 8 AST 7 Eastern time. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts, Deb? Nope. You can always find that by going to lessstressinlife.com forward slash masterclass. And it happens the second Tuesday every month. Until next time. Less stress in life is possible. If you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you, we'd love to connect. You can reach us through our website at lessstressinlife.com. That's lessstressinlife.com.